Welcome, you beautiful human, to the Happy Be Healthy podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Brooke, and in today's episode, I'm going to be giving you five tips on how to eat good and feel good. These tips can be incorporated into your New Year's resolution to help you stay on track with these healthy eating habits that you are trying to incorporate. Now, this episode inspiration comes from the fact that we are at the start of a new year and everyone and their mama and their best friends are setting their goals and setting their intentions for the year to create habits to help them live a better life, right? And food is one thing that I feel like the majority of people (coughs) put their focus on, excuse me. And because this is that time of the year and this is where a majority, not majority, but a lot of people are making that shift. You know, when you look at the gyms, the gyms are like four times as packed as they are any other time during the year. And then February, come February, it's pretty much back to the way that it was just a couple months prior. And this is because a lot of people, whenever we jump into things saying that we're going to do it, we just try to go full force all in. And we fail to see that these small habits that we create are the ones that really make the big difference. So I'm going to be giving you some tips on how to make sure that you are keeping your eating habits on track and showing you these small tips that you can incorporate into your life to make sure that you achieve the results that you are looking for. So What if I told you that eating healthy doesn't have to feel restrictive or cost you an arm and a leg? Because that's what a lot of people think, right? When you say you need to start eating healthier or when our doctor tells us that, whenever we go to the grocery store, we can feel restrictive because we are restricted because we just don't know what we're doing. The fresh fruits, the fresh vegetables, all of these things look so much more expensive than the hamburger helper and the frozen pizza. And so we worry about our finances. But we are going to circle into all of that and make sure we get to it. But first, I want you to listen up. We are given one body our entire life. It should be our life mission to treat it with respect and honor it through nourishing love, right? And all of this can be centered down to what you put into your gut. Our gut is directly related to all parts of our being, from our heart to our liver, development of autoimmune diseases, type 2 diabetes, cancer, our sleeping habits, our energy levels, and our mental health. What you eat goes much further than just eating to live. What you're eating depends on how well you live. Now, I'm going to stop for a second and take a sip of water because I want to make sure that you're listening to what I just said. Okay, we're back. What you eat goes much further than just eating to live. What you're eating depends on how well you live. So say you're at a point in life where you're tired of saying that you're going to drink more water, but you keep ordering that soda. You're tired of saying you're going to do better, but you keep repeating the same habits day after day. You keep saying, 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 but where's the action? And when you first get the idea to change up your eating habits, it can be overwhelming because right at our fingertips, we have access to millions of articles with the latest diets, how to improve your health, along with commercials flooding our news feeds, our TV screens, billboards going down the interstate, in the gas stations, even in the bathrooms at Walmart. 
when you combine that with everything that our doctors are telling us, you're looking at a big clusterfuck. Now, excuse me for my language, but that's exactly what it is. People who go through medical school are not educated on nutrition and the importance of gut health. Okay, listen to that again. People who go through medical school are not educated on nutrition and the importance of gut health. It's a known fact that doctors go through basically no training on how important nutrition is and how food plays a direct part into our health and our healing, which is completely baffling. And I truly recognize how big of an issue this was within my own experience in my family's doctor's office when I was telling the physician things that he had never even heard of. I wound up in the doctor's office after having my third daughter and battling some medical issues for a couple years. And they were sending me to specialists and all of this stuff and running all of these tests. And whenever he had asked me, um, because one of the symptoms that I had was uh, nausea, um, he wanted to give me an anti-nausea medication. And I explained to him once again that I didn't want the medication and that I was starting to incorporate ging ginger tea into my morning. And he had no clue how ginger tea helped nausea. And so that opened up the door to conversation about us talking about nutrition and where I found myself sitting in the room with someone who had a PhD, yet I was teaching him things about food which in my own life, I find it to be one of the most important key factors in our health. Because years prior to this, back at the end of 2015, um, I had no insurance. I fell into that bracket of not making enough money to pay for my own insurance, but I made too much money to qualify for any type of assistance. There in that time, I was diagnosed with Bell's palsy and trigeminal neuralgia. So a quick thing, if you don't know what that is, basically I got paralysis on the half side of my face. So I lost all function on the left side of my face. My eye like wouldn't shut. I couldn't chew. Things fell out of my mouth. And trigeminal neuralgia is basically like a painful disease of the trigeminal nerve. And it hurts. <laughs> and... I didn't know what to do, and so I started going to every doctor or specialist who offered a free consultation looking to seek answers on how to basically heal what was going on that came out of nowhere. In every place, I left feeling a little bit more defeated because they offered me treatment plans that cost thousands of dollars, and it was just so extreme, the different things that they wanted me to try and to do. But yeah, that also motivated me to continue to look for something. And so one day, my friend reached out to me and asked me if I had thought about going to chiropractic care or trying out chiropractic care. And of course, I hadn't because this is on my face and I'd never been to a chiropractor. So when I think of one, I think of back injuries and, and car accidents and just different things like that that have to do with the back. But he offered a free consultation. I was open to any and all things, so I decided to go and give it a try. I am so glad I did because that appointment was the thing that completely changed my entire way of living. He, They did my scans, and he looked at me, and they were pretty off. <laughs> and he said, I think we can heal you. I know we can heal you, but I can only do my part. 
everything that you eat, your stress levels, your exercise is all going to play a part in how well and how quickly you heal. And so when he said that to me, that gave me the thinking of saying, hey, okay, he's saying that he can do this, but I've got to watch what I'm eating, my stress levels, and making sure that I'm exercising because all of this apparently plays a part into my healing, okay? And if I can do this and I can save myself money and I can also learn tools on how to help my body, well, hot damn, I'm going to do it. (laughs) So... That day, I walked out of the doctor's office and I completely changed my eating habits. I mean, I went completely vegan. I'm not a vegan anymore, but at that time, I went completely vegan. And I started researching all of the whole foods that I already liked, like bananas and bell peppers and oranges and all of these yummy things to learn about the benefits of them. Because whenever I learn on why something is good for me, especially a food, it encourages me to eat it more because I know what it's going to be doing for my body. And I am not lying when I say this. He said I had one of the most like wild cases he had ever seen because in about six weeks, I was almost completely healed. And I find that not to be an accident or some type of just like miracle or whatever it is. We collectively, with me doing my part and him and everyone else at that doctor's office, helped me. And it really showed me how incredibly powerful our gut is into our healing. Also other things like stress and stuff like that. But that is really where I found my true deep love for the knowledge of food. And then ultimately, it led me to go to school to become a certified holistic nutritionist and help other people. And now here I am. So anyway, back to it. There are hundreds of diets out there and plans that offer these like quick results. But a problem with a lot of these programs is they last a short amount of time. And then they often result in binges and bringing you back to square one. And on top of that, a lot of these come with like supplements and a mix that is just loaded with harmful man-made additives. And before I get bombarded with any messages or anything like that, I am not saying that all of these programs are trash. I'm just saying that some of them don't work and do more harm than good. And whenever you are trying to create a lifestyle, it's great to have these programs and have these different things that give you a direction. But at the end of the day, you don't want to rely on something and pay for something every month to take care of your health. This is long-term thinking, okay? Eating healthy doesn't have to be hard. It's actually pretty easy when you simply stop overthinking it and see that it's simply creating healthy habits. Now, before I get into my tips, let me explain this in the most clear way possible. When you eat good, you feel good. When you eat crap, you feel like crap. Our bodies thrive on whole foods. It loves fruits and berries and vegetables and nuts and greens and beans and whole grains. All of these foods are packed with nutrients that fuels our body and cleanses out the buildup of toxins caused by processed foods and unhealthy sources of meat and dairy. Whole foods gives us the power we need throughout the day and also gives us that feeling of strength and confidence. 
Now, our bodies need healthy sources of fat, sugar, and carbs. It will not function and crash hard without them. Now, let me say that again. Our body needs healthy sources of fat, sugar, and carbs. It will not function without them. Now, notice I said healthy sources. Now, this is going to bring me into tip number one. Stop counting calories and start counting how many good foods you're eating. A calorie is not a calorie, guys. I wish it was, but it's just not. Counting them not only takes up your valuable time, it takes away the fun from food and it creates an unhealthy relationship by setting restrictions. And then if you go past those limits, even with a banana, what happens? Then you end up beating yourself up. You don't eat for the rest of the day. You feel bad. And then you try again tomorrow. This is so dangerous for your physical health and for your mental health. What you want is nutrient-dense foods, foods that are packed with things that your body needs in order to thrive and survive. So if you want to talk about calories, what is a calorie? Well, a calorie is energy, and our body sees calories as energy, and when it comes from an unhealthy source, like in processed foods, it simply can't help us. It's like bad energy for our body. It's like putting in, putting in gasoline in a diesel truck. It's just not the right type of energy that it needs to function, and eventually it's going to freaking crash and blow up. <laughs> Foods like this carry what we call empty calories because they hold little to no nutrients. Our body literally has no idea what to do with these foods because they simply don't belong. Now, are you ready for a mind-blowing nutrition fact? <laughs> our bodies store, process, and use foods in different ways. When it comes from a healthy source, like beans, fruits, vegetables, greens, herbs, spices, our body is able to break down those nutrient-packed foods and store them and use them as needed. Because when whole foods are nutrient-rich, they are stored in a way that is helpful and healing to our bodies rather than taken like say from a processed foods and being stored and turned into fat and also just like a buildup of gunk. So ask yourself, how many colors am I eating today? Not how many calories, how many colors? Because the saying eat the rainbow is no myth. Each and every single beautiful colored vegetable and fruit hold different components and vitamins and nutrients that our body needs. In other words, a banana and an apple are both a fruit, but each one works in different way with our body. And it's important to get a variety of healthy of sources of these whole foods in our daily eating habits so that these powerhouses can join together and make the magic happen. So this is this is why I say don't count your calories because being overwhelmed with what to eat is one thing. Don't add in the extra pressure on yourself of constantly wondering if you're eating too much or you're going over your daily limit. Be mindful of what you're putting into your body and you'll be amazed at how much power you really do have over your health. So tip number two, track your food. Keep a log or a personal note in your phone. Photos work great too of everything that you're eating and drinking. This gives you the ability to physically see what all you're getting in. Do this for at least 48 hours. And if you're really serious, track it for a week or even track it for a month. If you want to be a superstar, track it for a year. No, seriously, you don't need to track it for a year, but track it for at least 48 hours or a week. 
this is a great tool to use to track your daily eating habits to see where your nutrients and your fuel for your body is coming from. It'll be it'll be a little weird at first, I'm going to say, because I was a little annoyed whenever I had to first do this because I snack a lot and it was a lot for me to write down and track. But if you are serious about wanting to get clear about what you're eating and how much you're eating and you're ready to be faced with the reality of your habits, do this. I've also learned that tracking your food helps you become more mindful because whenever you eat or before you eat, you know that you're going to write it down. So sometimes I've went for that donut and I say, I'm going to have to write this donut down. And I'm just like, "Mm, I really want to go for the apple instead because I've already wrote a donut down today. (laughs) Okay, tip number three, cut back on processed foods. I think this is pretty clear and simple. But I do want to expand just a little bit and let me be clear that I'm not asking you or suggesting that you stop eating all processed foods because let me say bread, brownies, and cereal will always be a thing in my life unless I have to cut them out for some sort of reason. But for real though, cut out the crap. These foods are filled with added fillers and man-made chemicals that result in making you feel sluggish and create a buildup of toxins within the different bodies or the different functions of our bodies. Processed foods are just as addictive as drugs or as drugs. I'm getting tongue-tied. I'm glad y'all were all here. (laughs) I'm talking like our brains give out the same connections when we consume cheese like an addict uses crack. It's so wild, right? But it's so true. And it's so true to the fact that people often go through withdrawals whenever removing them from their diets. Now, there is some debate on whether it's the food itself or it's the feeling of having the food that's addictive, but my money and research is on both. Because either way, I'd rather be addicted to an apple a day than going through the drive through because my heart and my body will forever thank me. And let me lead into tip number four, which is meal plan. And I cannot stress enough the importance of meal planning. This doesn't necessarily mean that you need to plan out every single little thing that you're going to eat out each A. If you do, you are godlike. I bow to you. This simply means to plan out the basics. So if you've never meal planned before or you want to know an easy way to do it, get a sheet of paper and section it off into four sections. And then in each of those sections, I want you to write breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. Under each of those categories, I want you to write down as many healthy and yummy recipes and just individual food items that you know into each of those categories. So in breakfast, it could be like oatmeal or French toast or avocado toast, whatever it may be. And then whenever you are creating your meal plan for the week, you can take items off of that sheet of paper and plug into your meal plan. And then once you have your meal plan all plugged in, from there, you're able to see what you're eating out for the week or what you're eating for the week, which makes creating your grocery list easy peasy because everything's already there. Keeping a meal plan lowers the stress of what you're going to eat at your next meal. You can make extra at dinner to eat at lunch the next day. You can plan snacks so you create a habit of snacking on healthy things like fruits and guacamole, protein balls, and other vegetables. 
be aware of your dairy and meat intake when you're meal planning. I'm not saying to cut it out if that's not what you're into. It simply means to watch where it's coming from, aka the source, and to make sure you're balancing it out with your fresh whole foods. Because the process of meat and dairy in mainstream America, it directly contributes to our poor health, raising our risk of heart attacks and liver disease, autoimmune disorders, listen up, type 2 diabetes, and cancer. So when creating your plate and using meat or dairy, try using it as your side dish rather than the center of your meal. There are a ton of healthier options out there. And also, too, when you are meal planning, say you needed an hour on Wednesday night to cook your chili. Well, if you have a busy life and you're just not able to get that hour Don't feel like you have to result to eating a bowl of cereal. You can go and look at your meal plan and you can see everything that you already have in your kitchen for meals that you can make. So there's no excuse on on skipping out on any meals of the day whenever you plan it out. Okay, tip number five, my last tip for this one. This is so important. Drink your water. It's just plain and simple with no room for debate. You need water because there's this thing called being hydrated and it's vital to the way that our body functions from our organs to managing our stress levels. And without it, we shut down and our body goes into a fight or flight mode. So drink a glass of water first thing in the morning. And I say this because whenever you are sleeping at night, your body is not being hydrated and our blood basically becomes like tar. All of the things throughout the day, they gather, they settle, and they're just kind of there. So whenever you get up in the morning and you drink a full glass of water, not only is it good for you, but it helps flush out your blood. It helps remove toxins. It just helps get your body going. Drink water with your meals. Carry your recyclable water bottle with you. Just get your water in. But also, fun fact, did you know that you can also get your water in through food? Yes, there is a thing called water-rich foods that have over 80% water content, like watermelon, strawberries, bell pepper, cantaloupe, cucumber, zucchini, cabbage, cauliflower, (gasps) tomatoes, grapefruit, peaches, oranges, lettuce, and celery. All of these foods are what we call water-rich foods with over 80% water content. So even if you are drinking your water, if you want to make sure that you're staying hydrated, try to incorporate these foods into your eating habits. So that way you know that you're getting it in. Water hydrates all 37.2 trillion cells in our body. It strengthens the immune system. It helps prevent kidney stones and bladder infections. It flushes out toxins. It's literally fuel for our brain. It helps aid and prevent headaches and cramps and sprains. There is no excuse on not to drink water. So do it. Okay. All right. So those are my five tips. And to close this out, I want to say that eating healthy doesn't have to be a struggle. Food is love. Find ways to bring joy back into your relationship with it. Whenever you're drinking water, say to yourself, like, seriously, hell yeah, I'm hydrated. (laughs) Or simply recognize that water hydrates all of these cells in your body. Because sometimes taking that moment of appreciation just really connects us with what we're doing and knowing that we're doing it for the good. 
take out the bad and put in the good and become aware of what you're putting into your body and how it helps you. It all starts with one simple change. Okay, so real quick before we end this, let's review. Cut out the processed foods and excessive amount of unhealthy dairy and meat. Fill your body with whole foods and watch your life transform. Variety is key. Each individual food carries different properties that contribute to our health and the way our body works. Just because an apple and a banana are not a fruit or are both a fruit, they work in different ways. Fill your body with a variety of whole foods gives you that extra power in knowing that you are helping your body in the best way, many ways. And if you want to get clear on what you're eating and drinking, track it. Plan your meals to make your life easier and stay hydrated. It's not an overnight process, but if you stay dedicated, you will quickly see the results by feeling better within your body and knowing that you are doing the best that you can. Simply add healthier sources of nutrition into your life to help you have happier days. All right, that's it for this episode. I am your happy helper, Chelsea Brooke. And if you like this episode and want to get involved in the conversation or simply want to connect, please don't be a stranger and find me on Instagram at happybehealthy. I look forward to seeing all of your healthy habits throughout the year. Until next time, my friends. Oh, also too, if you use any of these tips, please share them and tag me so that I can cheer you on. And also too, when you share your journey, you never know who you might be inspiring.